could that you know could some of that come from uh you know the parent standpoint in other words you know i i know as my daughters grew and they would come home and uh, they would get tests in, in all the subjects and stuff like that. And then, you know, you move into athletics and you're getting tested in some of those, you know, strength and speed and things like that. Um, you know, could how you are told at home how to deal with you're just not, you know, I myself am not fast. Uh, but I made up for a lot of my lack of speed with court knowledge, um, being able to anticipate being able to control the ball when I had control of it so that my opponent, I could lessen their chances of doing certain things against me. How I deal with that, uh, is that not something that can come from the home front? How you deal with um, somebody else getting a 100 average and you've got a 91, uh, you know, 91 is still an A in most standards, Um you know, it just means you need to, you know, get down to the books and study a little bit harder if you want that 100. But don't grade yourself based on somebody else. Grade yourself based on you and what you think you can obtain. I, myself, was never a straight-A student. Uh, my mother realized that early on in my career, and I seemed to excel in the athletic field, which it wasn't because of my athletic ability. It was more of my thought process to you know, to dissect my opponent and use environment out there on, on the tennis court to come up with ways to win. And uh, that's what helped me get to be where I am. But at the same time, does that not have some bearing coming from the home front and people being coachable, but also being taught to be coachable from a young age? Um, I think I think it kind of comes from two different areas. So one one. Uh, one factor is kind of how you are and or who you are as a person and your your physical, maybe like how competitive you are, whether you're um, outgoing, shy, introvert, extrovert, that kind of thing. And then it also does come from home in terms of your parents. Um, I'm finding it a lot more in, I've, I honestly can't tell you what the newer generation's name is, but the, the current age kids that are in middle school, I'm seeing it a lot more in that age group now. Um, where the parents are getting a lot more upfront with their kids. I have a lot of parents that it's not necessarily that I'm telling you to tear your kids down. That is not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying that be realistic with your kids. I have this one mom, her daughter is going to be newly, in, is she's going to be newly introduced to volleyball um, this coming winter. She's going to be doing one of our sessions. Um, and she is also a swimmer and she also does recreational soccer. And she's very... Um, honest with her daughter in in the sense of she told her we're gonna try volleyball and we're gonna see how you how you do with it how you like it she's pretty tall so she already kind of has a little bit of what you look for in a volleyball player um and she's a she's a very good swimmer she's um she swims uh competitively every summer and they don't want to burn her out so they want to find her something else to do but she goes you honestly are at your end for soccer and she and she's very upfront she goes you're just not meant for soccer. You're, you're, you do it for fun and it's great because you have friends that do it with you and it's great for that aspect, but it's not really worth your time anymore because you want to find other sports that you can excel in that you can maybe do when you get to high school and something that's going to be competitive for you because her daughter is very competitive. Um, so part of that is being upfront with your child and being realistic with your child in the sense of, you know, 
I had to deal with the situation in, uh, with the middle school that I coach at this past year. And it kind of goes down to how you're going to handle it at home. So your daughter doesn't make a team. Okay, you console her. You tell her, you know, that's okay. You tried your best. But that isn't to say that, oh, well, you didn't make the team because these other girls got better or you weren't as good as you. You don't, you, that's not how you typically want to handle it. You want to drive them. You want to tell them, well, this is just your sign that you need to go work harder. Um, me personally, as um, growing up, I I think my biggest factor in terms of, um, I don't know if it's necessarily why I never dealt with bullying or why it was never a big keep a big factor to me. I don't ever remember situations like this when I was in um in high school, middle school, or through club volleyball. Um, I personally loved, obviously, you always want to be the best person on your team or the best person in your, uh, just in general, uh, student-wise. I mean, being academically pushed is great too, but for me, athletically is, is where I, I thrived. But being the best on a team doesn't always go down to just your skills and abilities. I remember... When I was playing, there was a girl that uh, kind of started playing volleyball a little bit later. I think she didn't start till like so freshman, sophomore year in high school. So skill-wise, she was not as as uh, as advanced as I was, but conditioning-wise and athleticism, she was phenomenal. And I remember going to practices, and as much as I thrived in the skill-based drills, we would go down to like sidestepping and running and just conditioning in general, and she would, nine or ten times, she would beat me. And as much as that would irritate me, it drove me more than anything. So I would, during drills for conditioning, I would literally almost stare at her during the drills and I would try and pace myself with her or every single practice. I would try and make sure that, you know, if I was three seconds behind her in one relay, I would try and make sure the next day I was two seconds behind her. And if anything, people that are better than me push me. And I think... That is definitely a personal aspect of mine, and not every person is going to have that. Um, not every person is going to be really competitive like I am. But I think that is definitely something that you should instill in your children in the sense of people being better than you. Don't think of them as somebody that you need to uh, beat or, uh, or be better than. It's really somebody that you can use to better yourself. It's not, it has nothing to do with your, I don't want to say a personal vendetta, but it's not a personal thing. It's not that they're better than you because they're trying to, you know, take your spot on a team or show off and show that they're better than you. No, I don't think for the most part, that is what most athletes, I don't think that's how athletes think at all. I think true athletes are are driven by people that are better than them. And honestly, I, befri I have befriended of so many people that are better than me and they have made me better people and better in athletic standpoint because they're able to drive me. So I think from a parent's aspect, teach your kids that when someone beats you or is better than you, or maybe they're just learning faster than you, necessarily you have to become friends with them, but learn from them. Don't tear them down. Don't think that they're trying to, you know, come after you or take a spot from you teach them to use that and use that to drive your child especially because it's probably on your own same team so yeah. the more you help push them or you push yourself to be like you said as fast as them in a suicide or a running drill that makes you faster that was in turn going to push them which makes everybody better uh this last category we're going to keep a little bit to the short but at the same time 
coming out of the bullying thing, what a lot of kids will do is they'll blame somebody else. They'll say, well, I would, I would be on the team, but so-and-so and so-and-so, you know, it's just, they, you know, you can cut them down to make yourself look better. But in reality, all you're doing is breaking down the team uh, communication and the team spirit aspect. Um, Want to expand on that really quickly? Yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think not only in a team, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think not only a team aspect is the whole, is blaming, doing the, the, this was her fault and this was her fault. This was never my fault. I think all of that, specifically from a coach's aspect, it is going to show me who, nicely, who is more of a team player, but who is there more for the team. I understand that you have your personal goals, you have everything that you want to get done as you, like as a person, but you have to understand that volleyball through and through, no matter what you do, is a team sport. I have to explain to a lot of my older girls, you're going off to college, and granted, you personally are getting scouted to go to college. Your coach is going to look at how you interact with your, your team and how you move with your team on a court, and they're going to get references from your coaches on how you are as a teammate. And coaches, when it comes to recruiting or players changing clubs or programs in general, as much as we want our players to thrive, we have to be honest on a coach-to-coach -coach basis because I'm not going to send one of my players to another coach and leave some some details out about my player and then this coach come back to me and say, well, why didn't, why didn't you communicate with this to me? Why didn't you tell me that she doesn't communicate or she's shy or she doesn't talk or she, she tears down her teammates? I, that was something big that I wanted to know. And sometimes that goes down to something as simple as that could ruin a whole team atmosphere. You could have one player on your team of 10 and that one player that, you know, picks on the really small bits of each player or, you know, maybe I, maybe my player's an outside and there's four outsides on the team and only two of them get to play every match. Well, that one player that may not be as good as the others tears down those other two and that could defeat the whole confidence behind the whole team. So in other words, being coachable is a lot more than just how many kills or digs or blocks you get it literally relays into working with your teammates to up, uh, obtain the end team res you know goal which is to win as many matches and win as many points and it's execute as best as possible yes um being coachable is something huge and that can be that can go into how you are verbally in communication with your teammates that can go into body language and what we see you know, with tryouts, I see a lot of new players that I may have never interacted with before. So we read a lot into your body language and how how much you talk to other players that you don't know, how open you are. And it's not to say that you need to be very um, social. It's more or less of, you know, communicating. And we specifically had this one girl at our tryout this past week, um, very positive, very vocal. And to see that in a player, honestly, almost regardless of skill, is going to put you in a better position in my in my book in my in my assessments because it shows me that not only are you encouraging but you're vocal about it and you are very uplifting in terms of your teammates. Being coachable is is huge and and it's it goes down to a lot of like you as a person and your character. Well, I think that'll about wrap up our latest version of bikes, burpees, and backhands. I'd like to thank Miss Sarah Matthews the uh, youth Volleyball Coordinator at Decatur Family YMCA. 
Uh, I wish her well in her, I think they're in the middle of tryouts right now with the middle school, with the high schoolers coming in in about the, several weeks or a month or so. Um, anything you want to add as we depart here, Sarah? Um, not really. Thank you so much for having me. And um, parents, make sure you communicate with your coaches and make sure you also communicate with your kids. It makes a big difference. Alrighty. Hope everybody has a great time with this podcast. Hope you parents and players can benefit from it and uh, you can get more uh, information. You can give me feedback. You can go to bike. You can email me at bikes, burpees, backhands. That's all one word. No commas in there at gmail.com. If you've got any requests and uh, we hope you have a good day. This has been another segment of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is your host, Dave Matthews, thanking you for listening. There are thousands of other podcasts out there, and we hope you continue to choose us for your insights to biking, fitness, and tennis and or pickleball. Uh, If you want to download our free bike-friendly app, uh, you can check in the description of this podcast i will make sure i leave a link there for you it is free and there are ways to get uh, free bike friendly atlanta t-shirts and merchandise discounts there through the app so please head on over and download and get uh, saving up your post and get some free merchandise hope you all have a great day and keep our roads safer out there for everybody to use take care Welcome to Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. BB&B is sponsored by Bike Friendly Atlanta. Visit us on Facebook and on Instagram, trying to make our streets safer for everyone to use. On to this week's segment.